Hello, everybody. Mike Zard X here. Back at it again to give you another very exciting podcast episode. That being my Zardcast podcast episode 46. Now, tis the season to be merry and have holiday cheer and all of that stuff. Yes, we're finally to the month of December and we're almost to the very tail end of the year of 2022. So it's kind of hard to believe that a whole nother year has gone, has came and went like that. Like, oh shoot though. But got quite a bit of interesting topics to go through and talk about tonight before we get to the very tail end of this year and into January of next year where the news is a little bit slower though. But I got, you know, got some Marvel announcements and stuff like that. We got a couple of trailers and drop. I got to get my two cents about that. Uh, got some other kind of stuff within the pop culture realm as well. Like we just came off the tail end of Black Friday. So I'll let y'all know some of the deals that I kind of personally got as well. Also got a new trailer from Indiana Jones, which I kind of wasn't expecting that. And in terms of like the, the gaming news and stuff, it's going to be mostly Nintendo centric where we got some updates on some Mario Kart DLC coming out. We got the new or second trailer for the Mario Brothers movie, a new season for Splatoon 3. And we got to talk about the sales and performance and all of that stuff from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, though. So quite a bit of stuff to go ahead and talk about tonight. But let's go ahead and jump up in it, though. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump straight up into that pop culture segment. Now, first off, I wanted to go ahead and talk about Black Friday and the big hauls that literally just happened just last weekend. It's hard to believe it was literally almost like last weekend um, that we had it, though. But there was quite a bit of stuff that was going on. I will say this. It's the haul that we got from Black Friday this year and by extension Cyber Monday. It wasn't a extremely good yes you had a couple of good things out there like you were able to pick up like horizon forbidden west game that came out earlier this year for like 40 bucks you had a couple of good deals like that though but i think the, maybe the best deal that might have been out there would have been getting the xbox series s for like 50 bucks cheaper than the msrp so instead of 300 it was 250 and that might have been the best thing that's out there and everything else was kind of lukewarm a lot of games that were kind of already honestly some of the digital or cyber deals that we have from like nintendo especially and i know sony was doing one as well i think a lot of those digital games like that have better deals in there than mostly any of the other stuff like i did know persona 5 royal they were selling that for about 30 bucks that seemed to be pretty good um and stuff like that though but I don't know. It, it it wasn't like, you know, all killer this year in comparison to some past years, though. But me personally, some things I picked up, I did manage to pick up, um, you know, some things on the electronic side. Like I actually managed to get a Steam Deck. So I'm able to kind of, you know, do some stuff a little bit more efficiently, efficiently with my streams and some more stuff I want to try out with it, though, because I know you can basically program this thing to do anything like that. So I caught that for a little good deal. Uh, got myself a new headset for at least when I stream some stuff. So that way I can use the, the current one I got and I can just kind of keep it in my room or whatever, though. I did pick up that. I got a new tripod stand, so that way I can actually be able to do some unboxing stuff a little bit better than what I did in the past. Like, I think my most recent one I did on that was like the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Special Edition, and I got one more coming in the, in the mail um, here soon, but I won't say exactly what, because I know I will do an unboxing on that one. And then uh, it actually did ship just today, just right before this episode. I got the confirmation on the email for that, so that's pretty good, though. Um, what else did I get? Gaming-wise, I, I think that's it in terms of like the extra the little stuff. And then besides Christmas gifts, which I won't disclose that information, though. But outside of that, gaming-wise, at least for me personally, what did I get? I managed to get 
for some oddball reason, Kirby Forbidden West, I was really wanting to get that on sale. They really didn't do anything until like literally the last second. It was a little after Cyber Monday, I think. And for some oddball reason, Amazon discount that mess down from 60 down to 45. I had some cash back from my um, credit card or whatnot, though, and I was essentially able to drop that 45 down another 20 bucks. So essentially, I got Kirby for $25. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm sold. I'll, I'll go ahead and do it, though. So, yeah, so I did manage to nab that. I did get, um, what was it? I did manage to get Soul Hackers 2, a game that normally sells for like 60-ish. I think I got it for 40 I want to say. If I remember that right. Yeah, I think they discounted. Yeah, I, yeah, they discounted it down to, no, 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 not 40, 30, I think. 30, yeah, no, 60 down to 30. I thought it could have almost got as close to 20, but I think 30 was the lowest they got. I did get that. Um, I did get some birthday funds, because literally, like, my birthday is, like, a month before Christmas and whatnot, so I got some digital funds and stuff from family and stuff. So I was like, oh, okay. So, I, I, you know what, I might as well use it on some stuff. I did manage to pick up um doo -doo 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 -doo. i managed to pick up neon white which i know that's like heavy game of the year uh not game of the year i thought it was gonna be game of the year contender though but it's in the game awards as a nominee i think in some other regards though i picked up that i pick up dragon ball um breakers it, it it's kind of like an interesting game it kind of reminded me of fortnite in kind of some ways but it's technically different i can't remember exactly what the name of the genre was but it is a little bit interesting i picked up that I picked up one more. Oh, and then I picked up Sonic Origins because I knew I wasn't going to get that mess at launch for $40, but they had it on sale, I think, for about, what was it? About, yeah, 20 I think. They basically 50% off. So, yeah, I picked it up for 20 So, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's not bad. And I think that was it in terms of the digital side of things. Did manage to get Doom Eternal. That was like about, like, what, 10 bucks or something like that? I never bought Doom Eternal yet, even though I own, like, almost every single other Doom game beforehand. Almost all like the noteworthy ones one two three sixty four and all of that stuff on the switch so i was like okay i'll get eternal and also had 2016 on the switch already though um was that it or am i missing one more i might be missing one more but i think for the most part that's about it in terms of most of the black friday haul stuff i've been kind of getting though so i saw some decent stuff out there i felt like some things could be in a bit better though but y'all gotta let me know where it be in the comments at me on twitter whatever though uh, whether or not you managed to pick up anything pretty cool on Black Friday or whatnot, though, or did you manage to get something? Because I do know storage was actually fairly good. Like, you know, if you want to get a buy like a better micro SD card or whatnot, though, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, especially Cyber Monday, is always usually the best time to go and grab that kind of stuff, though. So that that's just something I usually normally look out for, but I'm still doing good in my storage space on the Switch, though. And I feel like the Switch might have like, what, a couple more years? in its life cycle or whatnot though so i'm thinking i'm pretty good on storage stuff i've been buying more of my games physically as of late though but yeah so i think that's pretty much all i had to say on the black friday stuff so a decent haul this year could have been better but at the same time it, it was okay for what it was it was okay for what it was all right so that's gonna basically do it in terms of the black friday stuff so let's go ahead and talk about a new movie trailer that dropped this week because we did get confirmation that yes a new Indiana Jones is in the making. I think some people, if you're like a big movie entrepreneur, you probably already knew that this was already in the works or whatnot, though, or there's some rumblings about it, though. But yeah, we finally got our first trailer and whatnot, though. It looks really cool. I like Indiana Jones whenever I just sit down and watch those movies. I'm not like a diehard fan, though, but I do like it for the, for the sake of action and stuff. Like, Indiana Jones, for me, 
kind of feels like uh, Need for Speed, or no, not not Need for Speed. My bad. Fast and Furious. It kind of has that same kind of feeling with me, where it's like, hey, I'll watch it the first time it comes out, though, but I probably won't watch it multiple times after that, though. Uh, maybe the classic ones or whatnot, though, like for Indiana Jones or something like that. But outside of that, no, not really a whole bunch, though. But yeah, so it was nice and cool to get a new trailer for that one, though. I think that's one of the few movies I'm actually looking forward to next year. I feel like there's a decent amount of movies that are coming out next year that I'm actually really going to be looking forward to watching, whether it's in theaters, like all the Marvel stuff, or like the, the Mario movie, or stuff as soon as it's available on DVD, then I'll go ahead and dive up in there on that one, though. So... Yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say on the Indiana Jones part, though. But let's go ahead and jump up into the Marvel segment side of things, though. Because, yes, I mentioned it before in the previous episode. At the time that I did episode 45, I did not watch Wakanda Forever just yet. But now I finally had. So now I can finally give my short little mini review over this movie. And I got to say... Yes, it is definitely one of the better movies, and no spoilery kind of stuff. This is just a general consensus of how I feel. This is one of the better Marvel movies I think we got in, in quite a while. I think coming right off of Thor, um, Love and Thunder, that one was kind of like a mixed bag of beans. For some odd reason, that one had like, it was contender for like one of the most funniest Marvel movies ever. Um, almost beaten out. I think it actually did beat out some of the, the Guardians of the Galaxy um, movies that we got, though. But in comparison to that, I think it did a lot more things better. Yes, for those that might be kind of wondering and whatnot, though, it does, you know, lean heavily upon, you know, um, you know, our original Black Panther, played by Chadwick Boseman. Obviously, you know, rest in peace to him. And, you know, I feel like there was good chunks in the movies where they always were going back and reflecting on them, though, but it was super heavy towards the beginning. And for other reasons why, super heavy towards the very end. But during the middle of the, the movie, you know, excluding the beginning and ending, it was basically all about um, T'Challa's sister. Because uh, with her, she was the main lead. I was kind of curious exactly where they were going to go and who was going to take up the mantle as Black Panther. Because in the comments, it's not just... T'Challa that has it. I mean, you saw like Takala, his his older um, I wouldn't say older um, but it is older. Literally, you had his father be the Black Panther. You had the son be the Black Panther, and now T'Challa's sister, Juri, is now the Black Panther though. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, technically, you can kind of tell from all the promotional material and stuff. She's right there in the front. I mean, that that's really kind of no spoiler. You literally put two and two together. You can kind of see that, though. But it's more so the journey of her kind of maturing because she does act as like a very young child or whatnot, though, in terms of childish, should I say, in terms of like her motives, her actions, her almost like revenge-ish kind of mindset in some po point in some plot points that was literally expressed a little later on in the movie though but i like the way how she sort of kind of matured i still don't think she's 100 percent there though but i like the the angle how she kind of approaches most of her problems and how it's still a little bit different from her in comparison to her brother or even her father and what issues and flaws that they personally had though but i did like this it was and 
obviously you have a lot of diversity up in this one movie though but literally just looking at the main cast of characters it was mostly centered around black um black females and i was like that's kind of interesting right there because i think in like what the past movie that we had for black panther it was it was a mix of both but this was like predominantly led by women which was really nice and i thought it was done extremely well so I was like, you know what? I get my hats and kudos to them, though, because I was literally watching it with my family, though, and legit, like, shoot, I, I had some of my family members over there. They, they were feeling it. They were really feeling it in some parts of the movie. I had to pat them on the shoulder and let them know, say, hey, it's all right. I know it's just a movie, but it is all right. We'll get through this and whatnot, though. Yeah, so there was a little bit of emotional scenes, and you kind of got the audience kind of, you know, responding to it and whatnot, and whatnot though, but Honestly, it was a really great film and stuff like that. I did manage to go and watch it at like my local AMC on like a Tuesday night. It was like $5 Tuesday nights if you happen to be like an AMC stub member. So that's what we did because, you know, it was right around the Thanksgiving time and a whole bunch of families coming in. So we're like, you know what? We might as well just wait, have us all watch it together. And that's the reason why I wasn't able to watch this at launch, which it was killing me every day because I know this was a good movie. But, oh my goodness, the weight, though, the weight. But, yeah, so, honestly, I think that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Honestly, I could say a whole lot more, but that kind of gets into spoilery kind of territory, though. But I will say one more thing. There was one character that's introduced in this movie that's literally going to get a TV series later down the road. I think it literally is going to happen next year. And I'm really excited about seeing how she's going to play out, though. Because if you can put two and two together, if you watch the movie and whatnot, though, and you know who my favorite character is, Iron Man, I mean, there you go, my gracious. But yeah, so I think that's pretty much all I have to say in terms of my Black Panther Wakanda Forever um, review short discussion right there for, you know, basically all I have to say right there, though. So yeah, so that's that's basically going to do it in terms of that, though. Now, let me go ahead and jump it over into the next little bit of Marvel stuff that I got right here, though. That being, uh, we did get a new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. And with this, I will say so myself. Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that this is going to be a... I think it's going to be a good movie. I think it's going to be a good movie. Because I'm literally looking at it now, and I was like, we got the trailer, which honestly, I wasn't expecting the trailer to kind of drop out, you know, right around the corner right now, though, but I should have been thinking something. We literally have Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, Quantumanian coming out in February, so I knew for whatever movie they are going to drop in May, it, we should have been getting the trailer sooner or later, though. But but this Volume 3, though, I was looking at the trailer, and I was like, no, there was some moment with um, with Rocket, and I was like, dang, I know y'all ain't gonna well i don't know maybe i shouldn't say that though but it seems like we might the way how they were reacting and stuff and how they were kind of sad and emotional made me think we're gonna lose another person like we technically already lost gamora or technically present tense gamora there's past tense gamora kind of running around somewhere in our universe right now which i'm thinking they're gonna finally reunite with her in this movie though but i don't know i feel like something we're not gonna have a super happy ending at the end of this one though and i'm not sure who the antagonist is gonna be because i don't think they really kind of revealed who that is which i'm trying to think back i think thor might have you know the most recent thor love and thunder i think in that first trailer i don't know we even had the protagonist that was not protagonist antagonist 
that was actually revealed in that first trailer. I don't think until it was like in the second or third trailer, we kind of got that kind of grasp or knowledge, which was kind of weird. But I have a feeling we got the same kind of vibe going on now. I have a feeling maybe it's tied with something with Nova Court or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what the big threat for the, the galaxy will be this time for our, for our Guardians, though. But I'm thinking it's going to be pretty good. But there was one segment in that trailer that had me dying because literally you had over here Drax. Um, you had Drax interacting with this little kid, and she was like playing, like playing with a dodgeball, and whatnot. Though she literally just chunks it towards Drax, you know, just let it bounce on the ground. Drax picks up the thing and just thrusts it towards her and knocks her in the face, and this has her flat straight on her back. I was like, oh my gosh! It was just the way how that was done. I was just dying. I was, I watched that thing like a good like like ten, fifteen times. I was like, what the actual heck? I don't know. I was like, I, I love Guardians of the Galaxy for their humor, but yeah, also for some of the good action scenes they got up in there, though. So, honestly, some really good stuff. I, I'm really digging this from what they're showing so far, though. Gotta wait until that second trailer where we're gonna get, like, a really good, um, really good feeling of exactly what we might be able to possibly expect um, in this movie, though. So, yeah, that's gonna basically be it for that and that's pretty much it in terms of most of my pop culture segment, though. I did earlier, earlier before the show went live, I did have it on my list. I was going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, the Christmas special. However, I still have not had the time to sit down and watch it, though. However, I think it might kind of work out because I'll watch it or I'll make it my goal to watch it before I have my episode 47, which... Episode 47 is going to be more like a Christmassy kind of vibe and feel anyway, because it's literally, by the time I drop that episode out, it's literally going to be a week before Christmas. So I think it kind of all works out, though. So next episode, hopefully, you should be able to hear my review over that one Christmas special that they dropped out, though. So I haven't watched it yet, but it is slated for me to sit down and watch it, though. So sometime between now and then, I will, and I'll try to give you my thoughts on it in the next episode, though. So I just want to kind of put that out there, though. But yeah, that's basically it in terms of all of the Marvel stuff, as well as most of the pop culture stuff that I feel like talking about here in this episode. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump up straight into that gaming news. All right, so next up we in the list, we have the Mario Kart Deluxe 8 Booster Course Pass Wave 3 that was recently announced. And technically, it's not too far away from coming out, though, but it is right around the corner. Literally, this mess drops on Wednesday. Literally, from the time I'm recording this, like literally three days from now, we should be getting this in our hands, though. And with that, we have two new cups, eight more courses. And if we look over here real quick at the Rock Cup, um, we literally have Tour London Loop, GBA Boule, 3DS um, Rock Rock Mountain, as well as Wii Maple Treeway. Just looking at those four right there, my personal favorite was Wii Maple Treeway. I think Maple Treeway, along with Coconut Mall, are like two of the most iconic ones that literally came out of Mario Kart Wii. So I'm... You know, I'm hugely ecstatic about um, seeing that one, though. And then, obviously, you got a couple of tour ones in there. So, those will, in itself, kind of feel like some brand new courses in and of itself. Then, looking over here at the Moon Cup, you have Tour Berlin Byways, DS Peach Gardens, Tour Merry Mountain, and 3DS Rainbow Road. 
Now, I think out of all four of those, the one that screams out to me the most, I think, is Lily, Mary Mary Mountain, as well as the 3DS Rainbow Road. At least with Mary Mary Mountain, I'm not sure exactly how long or or how old this course is in terms of it being a tour course. Because I feel like the turnaround time from it being on tour to it being here on the on the Nintendo Switch, I think it might be sometime within in a year's span or something like that. It could be a little less than that, but I'm not sure exactly what, though. But just looking at it, I'm like, okay, that one actually looks like a really good course. I was like, I don't think it's actually based on an actual locations. It's kind of built around the holiday-ish kind of time, though. But I think it would be kind of nice just riding around in the snow and whatnot, though. Kind of got like that wintery Christmassy kind of vibe up in there though I think that'd be pretty nice and then also you got the 3ds rainbow road which came from Lily Mario Kart 7 and I'm like I think that's one of my most favorite rainbow roads you literally racing on you know like the rainbow paths you literally drop down on the moon with like the gravity and stuff like that and I think also you add in a little bit of the zero gravity moments and stuff like that and the flying segments and whatnot and you put that all up in here, I think that might be one of my most favorite courses out of this Wave 3. Probably up there with Maple Treeway um, from the Rock course, though. But I think I think they picked some pretty good ones. I'm kind of genuinely um, impressed about, you know, the picks and the selections they got from this, though. I mean, I felt like they hadn't been missing with some of this DLC, though. So, obviously, I picked this up. I'll probably play with some of the boys and whatnot, though, and try to see exactly, you know, what kind of other little changes they made to each one of these courses, though. So with it coming out on Wednesday, that's not too far away from it from now. And literally, I think as long as I got the time, I probably will stream this over there on my Twitch channel. Just, you know, just going through all the courses and stuff. It should be a fun little time and whatnot, though. So, yeah, so I, I'm genuinely looking forward to this. Glad we got some more cups coming out. And it's right around the holiday season. So got some time to actually kind of, you know, sink into this mess, though. So, yeah, so really liking that. And I think that's pretty much all I have to say on that, though. Now, we can go ahead and talk about some of the meat and potatoes I know a lot of y'all probably want to hear about. But we did manage to get a second trailer for the new Super Mario Brothers movie. And my gosh, this trailer already... Okay, we already knew about Mario, and we already knew about Bowser. And I feel like Bowser's definitely going to be the star of the show. But I'll set those two characters aside. I'll come back to Mario in a bit, though. But I want to talk about some of the... The new ones that we just got. Obviously, you got some more lines voiced by Toad. And I think Toad is going to be pretty good, though. But Luigi and Peach are definitely the, the two stars in this second trailer. And I think Luigi, played by Charlie Day, I think is pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I ain't got to lie. I think he's doing a really good job voicing Luigi. Got that kind of little scared little vibe about him and whatnot, though. I think, I think it's really good. I think it's honestly really good with what they've been able to, you know, showcase off with him so far. And then you also got Peach, which with Peach, honestly, I honestly thought she was going to be like the damsel of stress. Like, I thought legit she was going to be there at the very beginning of the movie. Somehow Bowser's going to come in and take Peach. Mario's going to have to literally come from zero to hero, as we kind of saw in this trailer. I'll talk about that here in a bit. And then go and rescue her. But no, it doesn't seem like she's going down that road. Literally, you see her with, I don't know what the actual name of this weapon is, but it's kind of like an axe. Literally over there, like, Bowser is coming. Like, got the war general thing. Like, she's she's acting like a war general. Got the whole um, Mushroom Kingdom map along with the other, which they reference it as galaxies in terms of, you know, all the other kingdoms that are kind of around the Mushroom Kingdom. 
And Lily had like, you know, Bowser ship on him there. We got our location here. He's on his way. We got to make preparations, stuff like that, to be able to defend the Mushroom Kingdom and whatnot, though. Like, she's definitely going to be like a person kind of taking charge. And we literally saw her in certain segments of the trailer walking with Mario, trying to teach him some stuff, trying to expose him to some new things, though. Because literally, this movie is like a zero to hero movie, kind of like the movie Hercules. And I'm like, it's it's interesting we already kind of seen done before in some other movies. And I think like Hercules is a great movie of how they kind of showcase that off. But I'm not sure exactly how well that's going to work with Mario. And then, and then it all ties back around to Mario because legit with Mario, I don't know why, but he's going from zero to hero. And I'm like, I thought he would have some kind of capabilities of being able to platform around and stuff like that. You literally see like a little fireball thing that's like rotating and, you know, like he's trying to jump over it, but he gets smacked by it. He seems like he gets a crap beaten out of it and stuff like that. You can see that he's an actual plumber because, you know, there was like one scene of him actually in the bathroom looking at um, the sink or the toilet or something like that. So you can kind of tell that he's a plumber. They're going back to those roots, but it's more like trying to put the plumber, put the superhero into the plumber. That's what it kind of seems like to me with the Zero to Hero story. We'll see how well they can try to go through and execute this mess, though. But, I mean, honestly, I just don't know exactly. I just don't know. And in terms of the voice acting around him, I think everybody's doing a good job in every single one of their roles. But it's a song about Chris Pratt. I, I just don't know. I feel like everybody else is kind of giving their all into their characters, but I just don't know about him. I, I don't know. Because at first, I was a little bit skeptical. I was like, well, maybe we didn't hear the best lines from him in that first trailer. Because mostly, it's almost predominantly focused around Jack Black's Bowser, though. But we heard a lot more in this second trailer. And I, I, I'm just... Not, it's kind of hard to warm up to him. I just don't know. But then the other scene that was really cool up in here was... We did get a scene of Donkey Kong. They did actually change his 3D model um, quite differently from the way how we kind of see him in the games, though. And it... It's kind of like a little fusion of old classic Donkey Kong. I'm talking about Donkey Kong back in the um, in the arcade days, or kind of like uh, Donkey Kong Jr. kind of also looked as well, though. He kind of has like that kind of youthful kind of look in his face. So I was like, oh, okay. They they changed that a little bit, though. But it doesn't look bad. It's, st it's still good in its own right. But it was funny to see how Mario was running towards him. And I guess... I guess in their hero journey or whatever, though, whatever they're trying to search for, whether it's the power stars or whatnot, though. Literally, I guess they had to cut across um, Donkey Kong's um, Jungle Kingdom at one point, and literally, he's facing against Donkey Kong. He's running on there off of these um, steel beams and whatnot, though. I think it's kind of like a callback to, you know, like some of the arcade Donkey Kong and whatnot, though. And then Donkey Kong just beats the living crap out of him. Like, he just... He, he goes nine to nothing. I'm just like punching the living crap out of him, and then you just had Cranky Kong over there, just sitting over here in his chain, uh, in his chair, just relaxing. I was like, God dang! But it's kind of funny because if you actually look in the background, you actually get to see Diddy Kong over there. You can see um, Dixie Kong over there, and even my boy Swanky Kong. What Swanky Kong was like? What in the original Donkey Kong Country trilogy and whatnot? Though get the banana coin challenges and whatnot. Though I'm kind of glad they put a little, um, put a bit of love up on on my Kongs over there. Though there could be a bit more in the movie that could be shown though. But that that's pretty funny. Better put my boy Funky Kong up in there, man. I mean, you gotta put him in. You gotta put him in. But yeah, so honestly, some really good stuff. Unfortunately, didn't get to hear Donkey Kong actually speak with you know Seth Rogen voicing that character though. So. A little bit unfortunate, but maybe if we got like an a actual 
new trailer beyond that, then maybe we'll get a little bit more um, in terms of that, though. So honestly, it was some really good stuff in that one trailer, though. But they actually revealed a third trailer for some oddball reason. And hot diggity dog, we got a third trailer for it. I remember watching this thing and it was like, it's a third trailer from, I think, some other region in the world. I don't know what it was, but I'm literally pulling up my tweets because I literally have like an archive of stuff where I pull my news from. And legit, I think they pulled down this tweet that, I actually saw it from, and I'm like, what the heck, though? But they literally showed Mario running around, zipping through warp pipes and stuff like that, which that kind of seemed pretty nice. And it was like a couple other little things I just couldn't remember off the top of my head. Though. A little bit unfortunate how I'm not able to look at it right now. Shoot. Gosh dang it, Nintendo. Um, anyway, though. But yeah, it, it is kind of cool to see how this movie's coming together. I can tell there's a lot of love and stuff, and I can tell um, Miyamoto kind of pointed them in the right direction in a lot of things, though. It's just the core of the movie with the Zero to Hero. We'll just have to wait and see upon that one, though. But by the time we get to the very end of this movie, Mario better have basically all of his good abilities about him and to his full competent self, so that way, if this movie's successful enough, which hopefully it is, Assuming if it, it you know it turns out to be really good, then maybe it can get like the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 treatment where the first one was okay, it just wasn't nothing great, but by extension, it made the sequel movie a whole lot better. That's what I'm kind of hoping for Mario, though, but I don't know. We, we have to wait and see exactly how well this first one plays out, though. But if y'all got anything to say or anything else you kind of noticed in that trailer, though, let me know in the comments or anything like that what you kind of saw or what you might be possibly thinking about within this trailer, though, because honestly, it was a solid second trailer. I'll give it to him. It was pretty solid, though. But yeah, that's pretty much all of my thoughts I have to go through and talk about uh, within the second trailer of the Mario Brothers movie, though. So we'll go ahead and move on. Now, next up, we had the chill season for Splatoon 3. And recently it came out. It came out technically on December the 1st, I guess if you're in Japan or if you're over there in Europe though, but technically for us over here in the Americas, it kind of released on the eve of December 1st, so technically late in the evening on November 30th, that's when it dropped for us though, and honestly, this chill season is, it's been pretty fun, it's been pretty fun, they added like three new classes of weapons, it was like what, like a Nova Splatter shot? They got like a new pencil weapon as well as like a new type of roller. The roller is kind of interesting because it paints out like literally when you're rolling on the ground, it the the width of the ink that you spread on it is a little bit wider. The pencil one, once you charge up your shot, you literally have like five shots that you can fire in a row as fast as you want, as slow as you want. You just got five of them stored up, which that kind of makes it really interesting. And then I think with the splatter shot, that's the only one out of these three weapons where I feel like it kind of sucks the most because legit, you just go through, you shoot stuff. It literally takes five hits from this weapon to actually kill anything. And with that, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, it's really meant to be like a pure supportive weapon. Like, you literally would shoot that right behind your teammates to give them a little more range because the range on that thing is pretty good. You can almost fire that thing all day long. It's just, it's just kind of hard to get kills on it though. So it is really a support weapon kind of in the avenue of like the jet squelcher you know the blue ones and whatnot though that you can be rocking in terms of like that distance and whatnot though it's almost kind of played as like a mid-ish backliner 
in terms of that weapon though. Along with those three, I think we had like what ten other weapons that were um brought in as well. Some other ones with some different sub and different um special layouts and stuff like that though. Nothing unfortunately for the heavy splatling because I was like heavy splatling was like one of my favorite weapons and nothing different on that. I just want to get rid of the sprinkler sub weapon. Like my goodness, like please just give it to me, man. Just give it to me. And at least in terms of the special, special with the waybreakers, okay. But it'll be cool to get my Booyah Bomb back from Splatoon 2. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, no. So, yeah. So, that's some of the changes we got within the chill season. Another thing that we got with a new change in that was legit. We got two new stage. One making its way back from Splatoon 1. As well as another one being completely new to Splatoon 3. And at least the one, the one that came back from Splatoon 1, I think it's okay. It's nothing crazy, but I think it's okay. Um, is, is it literally called Flounder Heights or whatever, though? You know, it, it's, it seemed like a fairly big stage for something that... Um, it was one of the bigger stages out of Splatoon 1. I think Splatoon 1, across the board, had quite a bit of big stages and whatnot, though. I think with just anything they inject into Splatoon 3, it just makes the map seem so much smaller. Because literally... You had so much verticality in that map. And my gosh, please do not bring back more Ray Towers in any of these updates, man. Absolutely not. I'll take the... I'll, shoot, I don't like saying this, but I literally would take one of the museum maps over, over Moray Towers, man. Moray Towers just sucks. It sucks. It's like, it's like literally one of my least favorite ones. Like, whole freaking shoot. Anyway, I think with that verticality saves, the new one we got from Splatoon 1... It makes it where once you get into the mid zone, if you can secure all of that, literally all you have to do is kind of watch the, the the few avenues that you can um, that people can take to get back there to that one zone. If you can lock them out, you can lock them out really good. It is not that hard to permanently lock them out in this stage. If your team comp is you know popping, and if you know if you got like a couple of backliners and whatnot though, got a couple of good frontliners whatnot though. You can run it really well, at least on that one stage, though. So I like it. It's fun. It's chaotic, though. But it is kind of hard to kind of keep up with some of that mess, though. So I, I will say that, though. Now, the other thing is the other stage that we got, the brand new one, honestly, with that one, I think it's pretty cool. I think with every mode that I played on it, whether it been especially Splat Zones, Rainmaker a little bit, it's kind of reminded me of not quite like Humpback Pump Trek, but... It's like a fusion of Hump That Pump Track from Splatoon 2 and a little bit of a fusion of Wally Warehouse, I think. Like, it's literally almost a straight at, like, you literally go down the steps, you're right there in the central area, you turn the corner, and you're going right up into the enemy base. It's like, you need the range to compete, but you better be coordinated with your um, teammates because if you're not, absolutely, you will get, ooh, you will get punished on that one stage, though, I will say the, oh, man, I will say that right here and right now, though, but honestly, I think the new stage is pretty cool, it's pretty fun, I've been loving it and whatnot, though, and that's pretty much it in terms of the couple of new stages that we got, so pretty good updates across the board, though, but not quite done yet, because we technically managed to get an update for Big Run, which I don't know why. A lot of people were thinking Big Run was going to come out in like the month of October for some all about reason. I guess people are looking at data breaches and stuff. Not data breaches. Um, data mines and stuff like that. They were looking at that thinking, oh, it could be coming out soon. Literally, they literally told us every three months. 
So you can kind of expect that at some point after the new season already started, though. But yeah, it's literally coming up this weekend. Literally, it's going to be one of like Splatfest hours. It's going to start on the Friday. It's going to end some point on the Sunday, though. They're going to be invading Wahoo World. I think if you get, you know, enough wins and whatnot, though, you can use it to buy certain things you can stick in your locker. So that should be pretty fun of it in itself right there. So honestly, some really cool stuff with that. And I'll, I'll be looking forward to that, though. And I think outside of that, oh, one more thing. Rank X, X battles are here. And that's pretty cool because legit now, if you're playing solo, you have access to playing three different rank modes at any given point. You have like your... You have your Anarchy series, you have Anarchy Open that you can play with teammates or solo, and now you have X Battles. All it takes is for you to get there is legit have to get the S plus zero. The second you get it, you are you have X Battles unlocked, and you'll have it for the rest of the season until you have a reset of seasons, which, well, this season going to be running all December, January, and February, so March will bring in the new season um, for whatever comes next, though. So you just have to keep that in mind, though. If you want to have it and not to do the grind from S back to S plus zero again, you have to hit S plus 30 in series, which takes a lot of time and dedicated um, commitment to go from S plus zero all the way up to S plus 30. But hey, I mean, some people love the grind. Some people love the grind, though. But yeah, that I think that's pretty much all the updates that we got from Splatoon. And um, honestly, I've been really enjoying this because legit, I just came off of playing um pokemon scarlet and it's been great coming back to playing this game and all of its glory with multiplayer and stuff because when you get a good team of players when you're playing with your friends and stuff it, it can be really great it can be a really great game so I, i've been loving and enjoying it in terms of that but yeah i think that's almost it in terms of most of the splatoon stuff however we did just come right off the heels of a splatoon 3 tournament I did manage to watch the semifinals so far. It's like double elimination. And I did manage to watch that. I didn't watch it all the way through, but I did get a decent chunk of the way through. And I will say, at least for that, it, it from the meta I've been seeing so far, at least from what they've been kind of showing, which it's not definitive. It's only like what we're seeing four teams right here. But it seems like a lot of people running Slosher, a lot of people running splash and then you always have a couple or a few that always like to run like a type of splatter shot or whatnot, though. But those like seem to be the really heavy picks. I've been seeing a lot of crab tanks because with the crab tanks range and stuff like that, whereas just the regular shots or the lob shots, it's hard to compete against that because literally the distance on it, it's like the ultimate form of a splatter shot, really, though. And I think that's primarily where the meta is kind of going right now. I was kind of surprised to see that many Splash-O-Matics, though, because I've seen a couple, or I've seen people, you know, use it a, a decent bid online, though, but I guess I hadn't hit super, super high where I've been seeing nothing but it, though, but across the board, it's been predominantly shooter weapons. I also saw a little bit of Elite 4K as well. Man, the Elite 4Ks don't play around, and I think that's the reason why a lot of people have been kind of running Ninja Squid a lot, so people don't see you in the ink when you travel around a lot. Because the Elite 4Ks, I don't know why they've been popping out so much. Because I, I felt like not a lot of people were using that mess in Splatoon 2. But all of a sudden, people like loving this weapon, running this weapon a lot in Splatoon 3. So yeah, in, in its own right, it's been a menace. And then I've seen somebody rocking the heavy splat, which is good. Because that's that's a weapon I really love and enjoy and rocking right there, though. Still need to finish out the rest and see you know who the winners were and whatnot, though. But it's kind of nice to see some good competitive action. Kind of seeing where 
the meta is kind of going right now. Some of that taste of high level play early on in Splatoon 3's um, life cycle right now, though. I think that's pretty much all the stuff I have to say with Splatoon 3 in general, though. So, yes, I'll leave it at that. So, let's go ahead and jump over to the last topic, that being um, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Now, with these two games, it is crazy. Let let me me break it down to y'all. Legit, these games sold 10 million copies in the span of three days, or technically it's a little more than that, but 10 million copies in the span of three days. Like, a whole freaking shoot. Like, that is a lot of copies in that short of time span. It was so big that Nintendo came out, and they didn't just only tell us that, but it is legit the fastest grossing game in terms of like the sales, in terms of like an opening weekend like that, for any Nintendo game, period. Period. They busted all records with this one game. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that is freaking insane just kind of thinking about it though. Yes, you know, Pokemon's always a juggernaut. It is like one of the biggest companies in the world in terms of its, you know, media presence. You got everything from the anime. The, the the training card games, the games themselves, any kind of other spin-off games, stuff like that, your mobile games, etc., the plushes, all that extra stuff that sells in the Pokemon centers. It is a juggernaut. We always knew that though. But the fact that these games sold that big, that quick, oh my goodness, that's just legit within the first three days. Literally, Black Friday wasn't even there yet, and we're still got the holiday season leading up till Christmas. I, if we sold 10 million in three days. I, I like to think that maybe by the time we're to the end of December and by the time we hit January 1st, I'll, buy, I'll venture a guess we might be 15 or 16 million copies sold of this game legit within the span of a little more than a month. Like, oh my gosh, that's just crazy to think there. Now, that is a pretty good success for Game Freak, the Pokemon company, Nintendo in general, though. However, that's only one side of the coin. Because on the other side of the coin, now that we got our hands on the game, I actually managed to go through it. I managed to beat the game. I hadn't finished all the post game yet. I'm still trying to go through and make sure I capture every Pokemon there is so I can still, you know, stay up to snuff with my living decks, though. The performance of this game is the other big thing I have to say about this game. Because legit, when I was going through and playing through it, you can see this. And I I noticed this. I know my friends noticed this. I know even my brother noticed this because I know my brother's a big Pokemon fan, though. You legit can be really far away from the person and they can be walking around and stuff like that, though. And then you can be, you see another NPC off in the distance and they'd be moving at like four, five frames per second. You walk up closer to them and then all of a sudden, then they're moving in the correct frames per seconds that that, that your character is. It is kind of a little bit distracting and stuff like that. You have some other bl- bugs and glitches and stuff like that. You see like characters standing on top of other characters or you see NPCs walking in the middle of your battle or stuff like that. Or you get like, for some reason, like your character or something like get like really big or something like that. I've seen a lot of stuff online. That's been kind of crazy, though. And then you have some other bugs and glitches where legit your game would crash on you. The game actually crashed on me one point where I think I was like halfway through the the game or something like that. I might have like four badges or something like that. And the game crashed on me. 
I even saw where it even crashed on my brother while he was playing it, though. And it is a little bit unfortunate that despite how good these games are doing in terms of the talking buzz, and on the other side of the coin, it's it's running into some issues. Now, is it a bad game? No. It's the long shot far away from a bad game. I would dare say that this is probably one of the better games I've played since, like, Black and White. I'll go ahead and say that there. Because the open world aspect and stuff like that, being able to go wherever you want, being able to do whether it be the gym leader um, challenge, whether it be the, you know, whether it be the, uh, golly, I can't even think, Team Star, or also being the Titan Pokemon, you can legit do it in any order that you want to do. And I like that, because I legit, like, if you go to the left and do the bug gym leader, it's technically what would be the first gym, or even go to the right, where there's like a gym leader, Team Star, as well as a Titan Pokemon, over there in the distance, I literally went to the right, and technically, I did what would be considered as the second gym leader in comparison to the first. No, unfortunately, there is no level scaling in this game, which is a little bit unfortunate, though. But it is interesting how you can go in any order that you want and tackle them out in any kind of order. So in that regard, it is really fun. And the fact that you can also boot up the Union Circle and be able to have friends join into your game at any given point it's actually really cool. You can, you know, freely trade, interact, run into these Pokemon, and then uh, you literally can combine both the games. Because literally, one thing I did notice, which I, think, I don't know if a lot of people reported about this or not, but the fact that if you were able to form a union circle with, you know, someone that's playing Scarlet and, and someone that's playing Violet, I literally got into, like, near what would be post-game. I won't say exactly what is in it, but it deals with what's kind of in the center of the region once you're able to actually go into the center of the map and whatnot, though. But legit, if you have some people that are playing from Scarlet and Violet in the same circle, you can actually capture the version exclusives of the other person's game. And that was actually pretty cool. I actually like that. And genuinely, um, I was genuinely impressed by that. So it's pretty cool being able to interact with your friends like that, be able to capture their Pokemon. They can be able to capture yours like that with whatever was spawning in that particular area. So yeah, so that's really cool. I really did like that though. So I think the main thing that's just holding this game back is literally just the performance. Now, here's an interesting thing though, because since the, the launch of those games, we actually had an update from Nintendo, which... It's something that they don't normally do, at least to the level degree of the way how they kind of worded it in one of their updates, though. But we did get a patch or an update, version 1.1.0 um, for Scarlet and Violet. And legit in it, as like a footnote in like the patch notes, they literally say, we take the feedback from players seriously and we'll continue to work on improvements to the games. And the fact that they have to come out and actually say that kind of means a lot because, yes, we know Game Freak are the ones that are developing this. And for better or for worse, the three-year turnaround life cycle for this thing is really hurting it because I feel like they need a little bit more time or need way more support. But because of the looping cycle they got themselves into and what the Pokemon company kind of expect out of them, because this is a big media franchise, they can't delay the games and whatnot, though. Because you got the Pokemon cards, you got plushies and stuff like that. You got the anime and stuff. All of it kind of piggybacks and rides off of when these games go. And they just got themselves in this big old loop. And for better or for worse, it is kind of harming the games and stuff that they're trying to make. Because if you got rid of all of these performance um, issues and stuff like that, 
I think Scarlet and Violet will probably be one of the best games ever. Honestly, it could be, I mean, with sales like that in terms of 10 million in the first three days, I think it has the leg room to run and potentially rival Pokemon Red and Blue because let, let me look up Pokemon Red and Blue. Um, because legit, those are like the highest selling games at like 31 million copies. And legit, Scarlet and Violet got 10 in three days. It could potentially, it could potentially compete with it because I think even with Sword and Shield, I think it got a little over 20 something million, like 24.7, but couldn't quite hit 31. If this game can get 10 in the first three days, I think it could pass Sword and Shield. And I think it could potentially hit that level because it's already 33% of the way there in the span of three days. But I feel like if you want to, you know, go the distance, you're going to have to clean up this stuff within like a bunch of patches and a bunch of updates and stuff like that. Even if you don't fix all of it instantaneous, which, instantaneously, which I don't think anybody expects that because, you know, they, they got like a lot of stuff they're working on right now. They're, I mean, legit, the three-year life cycle thing, they're already planning out what would be a Pokemon Gen 10 game even if it's just in like the discussion concept idea phase right now, and who knows whatever else that they might have on the side or what they're collaborating with, it, you know, stuff like that on the, on the back end though. So, so yeah, so given all of that, we, we need some updates for this game. If you want it to compete and be like one of the best selling Pokemon games of all time, you got to give us some updates. You got to give us something. And the fact that they came out and said that is good news. But the big question is, is how much of an improvement are we going to get? Is it just going to be where, you know, we're getting rid of all the bugs and glitches, but the frame rate is there to stay? Or maybe you improve the frame rate just a little bit better, but you still can notice a little bit of hiccups. Maybe it just, you know, improves the frame rate and stuff of like those early intro areas. But what about the late game, post game areas and whatnot, though? I don't necessarily know, though. But hopefully... They can go through and, you know, patch this game up to where it's like up to snuff and it's looking a whole lot better um, than where it currently is at, at the moment, though. I think for the most part, that might be all I have to say on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yes, I think they're really good, phenomenal games and stuff like that. Definitely the Boy Coco line of evolutions does not disappoint. I think between all three of them, I think that one is the coolest one. Next, I would say grass. Last, I would say water, though. I, I don't really like that last evolution for the water type one, though. But, yeah, so honestly, some really good stuff from this game. I'm almost there where I'm kind of feeling almost content on where we're at right now. And it's got to do a little bit more in the post game, go around and capture the legendaries and whatnot, though. But then outside of that, I, I feel pretty good and content for it right now. I have a feeling in the year of 2023... <clears throat> I think we'll have some DLC kind of, you know, akin to Pokemon um, Scarlet and Violet. Because literally, if you look up in the map, in the northeast side of the map, you could tell it was cut out. And there's like a big old blank wall. And you can't climb over it or nothing like that. But you could tell there's a wall there. There's like some kind of other, you know, different music that as you approach that wall over there. And I'm like, that just screams DLC because it looks really unnatural over there in that corner of the map though i'm just saying i'm just saying though but that's what i'm expecting from scarlet and violet and then i guess if they drop that out you can have more updates performance patches and all that stuff. so hopefully 
that stuff is coming. Hopefully it's coming though. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on Sword and I mean I was about to say Sword and Shield. That's all I have to say on Scarlet and Violet, you know, one side of the coin versus the other though. But y'all gotta let me know. If y'all manage to pick up the games, let me know exactly what you've been thinking about Scarlet and Violet as you've been going through and playing through through these games. Cause honestly, there's some good games. But I feel like with a little bit of, you know, spit, shine, and elbow, and greasing, these could be some phenomenal games. But yeah, so that's basically it in terms of that. And that's it in terms of most of the gaming news I had to go through and talk about for tonight, though. So yeah, that should do it on that, though. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump over to the next segment, segment being so about that show. All right, so now that we're done with all the gaming news and stuff like that, shows that I've been going through and watching. Yes, we are in the Christmas season where I normally will go through and watch like a whole bunch of Christmas Eve kind of related stuff, but I will save that for the next episode since it's going to be more centered around Christmas and stuff like that. So I'll save all of those I've been going through and watching for that one just a little later down the road, though. But I've been going through and watching some other stuff here lately. I think legit the other night. I think, what was it, last night? Yeah, last night or the night before last. I literally watched um, Willow, which is like a new Disney Plus series that's kind of had some inspiration from Lord of the Rings. I know it's like set several years after the fact of the old classic movie that came out in like the 80s or whatnot, though. I sat down and watched the first couple episodes on it, and I, I you know, it's, it's actually a pretty good, interesting little show. And, I, you know, it, it got me intrigued. I kind of want to see how the rest of it plays out, though. So, um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll be watching that on Wednesdays as those kind of come out, though. Uh, another one I've been watching, I've been watching Survivor and stuff. Um, you know, CBS show, you know, people kind of competing to win a million dollars, whatnot, though. They're close now to about, like, I think it's like what we're about at five members left. No, not five. I think six members left. And we're getting close to the end where they're about to do their finale run. So I've been going through and watching that, been enjoying that. Um, what else have I been watching? I mean, I already talked about um I think the only movie I saw in theaters was Wakanda Forever. I already get, kind of gave my thoughts out on that. Man, I feel like I've been missing something else. Hmm. Can't quite put my finger on it though. But I can always talk about some anime, because anime-wise. I already told y'all all of the shows I've been going through and watching this season, though. But I always keep coming back around to it, though. My Hero Academia. Like, oh my gosh. I just got done watching the most recent one. I can't remember what number that is. I'm, I'm going to try to pull it up on Crunchyroll here on the side, though. But my goodness, that most recent one for the dub had me shattered. I'm like, oh my gosh right now. Like, legit, well, hold on, this is the Portuguese. That's the only thing I don't like when you pull up Crunchyroll. Legit, it'll pull up, like, other different languages except for the one that you're looking for, I guess, if you're a dub watcher. Like, what the heck? I fixed that Crunchyroll. Yeah, but episode 121. Oh, my gosh. It's literally like the, not to go into spoilers that much, they're, they're literally st trying to stop um, Giganomachia. It was like a bunch of students and whatnot, though. It, it, it's that episode, but not that one scene right there. It's what happens on the back end where they're trying to fight Shigaraki and whatnot, though. 
and what Shigaraki does to one character, though. Oh, it ate out of me. Like, I was literally watching that mess at 3 o'clock in the morning. Don't ask me why I was staying up to 3 o'clock in the morning, because uh, oh, I, was, I was playing the spittooning and whatnot, though, and then that transitioned to a whole bunch of anime watching and whatnot, though. And I was like, I could watch this in the morning, though, but I was like, shoot, heck no. This new episode of My Hero Academia, I'm sitting down watching this mess, and, and I wasn't done until 3 o'clock in the morning, though. But, oh my gosh, when that, when that scene popped up, I jumped halfway up out of my bed. I was like, what the heck? I was, I keep saying this until I'm blue in the face. My Hero Academia is the anime for me that has made me feel some type of way in quite a long time since, like, I was watching Dragon Ball Z back in the day. Like, legit. Like, those two animes for me hit extremely hard. And I think in My Hero Academia is probably the only closest anime I think out there that could actually hit that level. It may actually surpass Dragon Ball Z. I just can't say definitively until the whole story is wrapped up so I can kind of compare it to Z. But, oh my gosh, it, it is something to behold. It is truly something to behold, though. But yeah, if, if you hadn't caught up to My Hero Academia Season 6, you need to catch the freak up because somebody out there on the internet is going to spoil something for, for you. Somebody already spoiled something to, for me. Uh, one, of, one of my buddies, y'all kind of know him, Sonic U, he already spoiled something like that. That was intentional. I didn't like it, but it was intentional. And then I had somebody else in like R IRL spoil something else. And I was like, what the heck? We hadn't even hit that part in the anime yet. I was like, I was like, dang, you read the manga? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my goodness. But yeah, so legit, spoilers will sometimes find your way there. So if, if you're behind, you're season four, season five, just catch up. Just catch up because all the crap is going down in season six right now. I, I'm, I'm just going to keep it a buck 50 with y'all. Just a buck 50. But yeah, so honestly, been really going through and, and enjoying that quite a bit. So yeah, so honestly, I think that's for the most part. I think that's it in terms of most of the stuff I've been watching. Of course, yeah, I've been sitting through and watching a bit more of um, of The Simpsons, which I think I just recently finished up season four as well, which, so honestly, that's been pretty good. I've seen a couple of good funny episodes here and there on that, though. And I'm trying to think, is there anything else? I still feel like I'm missing something. I still feel like I'm missing a little bit of something. I just can't put my finger on it, though. I, I just don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm taking one more second to myself, trying to think, was there anything else? No, I know. I, I guess that's, I think that's about it. That's about it though. But I always will extend this invitation out. As always, if there's anything you happen to see when you're watching on something on Disney Plus, Netflix, I think I technically have access to Hulu. Oh, I do have access now to Paramount Plus. I think one of my family members bought it, so I do have access to that. So Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, Paramount Plus, or something off of Crunchyroll. If you leave a comment on the YouTube version side saying you recommend that, whoever says it first, if I have access to watching it, I'll watch it. I'll give a short little reviewed synopsis and whatever the next episode is. That invitation is always there. If you're trying to get me to watch something, you just want to hear my two cents on it. That invitation is always there, though. But yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of this one little segment, though. So now let's go ahead and jump over to that very last segment, that being what you've been playing. All 
right, so lately, I feel like technically, I already been talking through most of the stuff I've been playing. I already talked about my thoughts on Scarlet and Violet. I already talked about my thoughts on um, Splatoon 3. Those are predominantly, like, my most heaviest games I've been playing. So I kind of already talked about on this segment, though. But I guess one other small thing I've been doing on the side a little bit is I've been going through and playing Sonic Origins. Because I've just been playing it whenever I felt like, you know, I felt content in either Scarlet, Scarlet or if I've been content in Splatoon 3. And I guess with Sonic Origins, I think this is the reason why I, I, I had this little running gag with some of my friends over there in Discord. I always said Sonic was never good. The main reason why I say that was because I, I hate Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Like, oh, shoot. Like, whoever came up with Marble Zone and... Um, in what was it that pyramid place the one that has like the underwater levels and stuff like that that's like the definition of, i was like dang i was like man sonic's not good um i just don't like no i just don't like that thing i just don't like that blue um fur ball half the time though it's because of dumb design stuff like that i played a little bit of sonic the hedgehog 2 and i hadn't actually played any of sonic the hedgehog 3 and knuckles or cd so those are the two i'm actually looking forward to the most because i just hadn't ever messed with it though and I do need to play more Sonic the Hedgehog 2, though. But it's been kind of a, a little bit of a grindish thing. Even though I know Sonic the Hedgehog 1 doesn't take that long, it's just sometimes I want to be going really fast. And then it's like you can't go that fast because you got, like, spikes up above you that will crush you. Or you fall into some lava or whatnot, though. I don't, I don't know. The designing of some of those stages, though, like, my gosh. Thankfully, you got, like, the drop bash and all that stuff. So I was like, okay. It makes it a little bit more bearable, though. But, I mean... Um, in some other regards, though, it, it's it, it can be you know it can be okayish. It can be kind of bad, eh, whatever though. But um, that's that's the main things I've been kind of noticing with Sonic the Hedgehog one. Thankfully, I bought it for only twenty bucks or so. So hopefully, that's you know running way better or not way better that's been a lot better at least with me instead of buying it for 40 bucks i did get the one that was like the deluxe version that has like all the animations and stuff like that because i don't know why they split that up into like a regular or not and they had like a big old fancy chart trying to explain and all this stuff and i'm like eh. i was like i don't know I, I wasn't really kind of digging it that much though but honestly eh, it, it, i mean it's okay so yeah so i think that's legit the only other game i've been going through and playing through um at the moment right now so yeah so that's pretty much it i've been playing that scarlet as well as um splatoon 3 that's basically it now here in the next upcoming weeks i will be playing a little bit of mario kart 8 deluxe since we have the new dlc dropping for that and then we also have what was it uh oh yeah final fantasy 7 crisis core that's literally gonna come out um, doo -doo -doo -doo. let me check my calendar real quick. Yeah, because it literally comes out next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, but the next Tuesday after that. So hopefully in my episode 18, I'll have, or I said episode 18, my episode 47, um, I'll have some thoughts on Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, because I never actually sat down and played that one. Because I do like myself some Final Fantasy VII, but I'm actually kind of curious to see exactly, you know, the events that happened prior to the story that all of the stuff that happens in seven, you know, with Zach and whatnot, though. So I'm kind of curious to see how that all played out, though. But yeah, so I think that's going to pretty much do it in terms of that segment, though. And that's about it. 
in terms of this one show, though. So honestly, quite a bit of interesting topics we got tonight. And honestly, some, some you know, it's, it's been it's been it's been a, a quite a few weeks coming off of Thanksgiving like that. Managed to eat some good food, got some, you know, good stuff from Black Friday, whatnot, though. Good haul on that. Been playing some little bit of games, though. Luckily, uh, legit, at least at my work, I just got to survive another week and a half. And legit, once I hit December 14th, I am off until all the way until, like, Christmas or after Christmas, some point. Some point after Christmas, then I have to go back to work. So then, obviously, I'll be able to drink all my hot chocolate, finish out some other errands, running some... Christmas or, you know, making some Christmas trips and whatnot, though, spending time with family, watching movies, all that, all that kind of good merry weather that you'd be kind of doing um, around this time of year, though. So I'm really looking forward to it, though. But don't worry in terms of the stuff and content I have on my YouTube channel side of things. I have some stuff planned out. Oh, and that was one more thing I wanted to mention was legit Um, um later on this week, literally on December 8th, we do have the Game Awards that's going to be coming out. And yes, I have a strange or inkling of a feeling that I'm pretty sure we are going to go through, or at least I am going to go through, and actually try to stream the event on my main channel over there, though. So you have that to look forward to as well. I'll keep y'all posted or posted on my, either my Twitter account as well as like my community tab. So that way y'all going to be able to capture or, you know, pretty much all of that stuff that's going down um, within that one. Because I usually do it every year. I usually stream it. Uh, for better or for worse, whatever's kind of showing at the show. And yes, I already did a video kind of talking about my predictions of stuff that I want to personally see win, but then I kind of talked about stuff that I feel like could possibly also see and win now. I'll go ahead and throw this out. Elden Ring's probably going to already win Game of the Year, unless God of War pours a fast one on us. Would I love to see Xenoblade Chronicles 3 just rise up out of the ashes and do it? Yes. But I mean, I can almost put money. I'm not going to put money, but I almost could. I can always I can almost bet that it's definitely not going to be Xenoblade Chronicles three. It'll definitely probably for sure be either Elden Ring or it will also be, uh, or it'll also be God of War Ragnarok. It's going to be one of the two though. But hopefully, out of this, in terms of the announcements of new stuff that could be coming out, new games and stuff, hopefully we can get um the one thing I want to get out of it is you know goldeneye 007 that has to be announced at the game awards that's the main thing i want to see him show like absolutely please you have to do it though but yeah all right i think i about threw everything out there i possibly want to throw out there though so yeah that's gonna basically do it in terms of our zarcast episode 46 so yeah so if you really like this video make sure you go ahead and hit that like button go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that bell that way you can stay up to date on all things video game related. I feel like talking about and discussing as well as pop culture segment stuff. Anything else I feel like talking about in these podcasts though. If you happen to be one of my listeners, I happen to be watching, listening to this via, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music. And I actually had some, uh, a couple of new um, outlets that you're able to watch this on as well. You can also watch this on iHeartRadio as well as on um, Legit. You can actually listen to this on your Amazon Echo or Alexa, whatever you like to call it, but that Amazon device where you're able to, you know, have like a smart AI assistant and whatnot, though, you can actually listen to this off of there as well. So, you know, more options kind of give you all to be able to listen to my show and what kind of way that you want to see it done, though. But yeah, on any of those outlets, make sure to go ahead and give a review. Just let me know, you know, just let people know that I'm just a guy I like to talk about, you know, video games and stuff like that. And 
anything else I kind of feel like talking about or discussing, though. But that's basically going to do it in terms of this episode 46, though. So uh, remember, y'all, until whatever video I make next, and until my Zarkast episode 47, I will see y'all later.